Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And it's been a couple weeks. We're here to talk about a couple football games that the, uh, the Bengals played that were pretty good after that bye week. Um, two good wins, one on the road in Raiders and one home versus Steelers. In Raiders. Now, in in Raiders. What did I say? What did I say? You said in Raiders. I said in the Raiders? Oh, shoot. Uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, and then the Pittsburgh game was here in Cincinnati. See, I got that. I got it right that time. There you go. Okay. Um, both pretty good performances overall. Um, uh, both given up starring Joe Mixon. Joe Mix the Joe Mixon show starring Joe Mixon. They gave up on defense a combined twenty three points over two weeks, which is pretty good. Um, overall, I have absolutely nothing negative to say. I would say that my hatred for the Pittsburgh Steelers goes beyond any miserable um, <laughs> ability to comprehend. So I am jubilantly excited about everything that happened uh, that happened on that Sunday. And I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say that that was a fantastic performance. Yeah, I mean, there's very little I can complain about. If there was anything, it would be on the defensive side. Um, we had some problems on with our linebackers again in coverage. Yeah, you always say that, though. Yeah, well, they're fucking terrible in coverage, though. So. <laughs> yeah, they lost uh, Gaither. I think he's. I think he might be done for the year. For the foot, he had a foot injury. So they're short a man. Um, I thought overall. I guess we'll, well, since we're talking about the defense, we'll talk about that. I thought the defense played pretty well, especially the cornerbacks. I mean, they only gave up three points in in non-garbage time. Like they, they gave up some, the second team gave up a touchdown at the end of the game. I'm not going to count that. Um, first team offense or first team defense played really well. Uh, Eli Apple, who's seen a lot of struggles this year, got beat a lot early on, has been playing a lot better recently. And he had a nice interception uh, at the very beginning of the game. He did. Yeah. That was nice to see. Uh, Mike Hilton had his nice pick six to kind of close out the first half and kind of like, Kind of that pretty much ended the game. Pretty much I mean, sealed it, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, they're not. No team can come back down thirty-one to three. Like it's it's almost impossible. Yeah, um, I think you know a big thing with our success in the last two weeks was not you know keeping up with the run game. Um, I've kind yeah. of been saying that for a while, but um, you know this these last two games proved that you know Burrow didn't throw for didn't even hit uh, two hundred yards in the Raiders game. I don't think he hit it in the Steelers game either, but we if won. If he did, it huge. was just barely. Like, and I saw a lot of people on the subreddit saying like, "Oh, we need to throw deep more. Why aren't we throwing deep?" But you know, we don't have to for putting up thirty points running the ball. Like, yeah. what's the why? What's what's the point? Throwing I think those deep are people it? who are just like stat chasers or people who like fantasy football and and that's what they want to see. Like, people probably have like our wide receivers as. You know, is this like if you're if you're scoring thirty points and you're owning the the time of possession and if you're if you're doing all the things that people on the on the television say you should be doing, then you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, so I don't I have no problem um, with how he performed. He actually uh, Burrow had the best Pro Football Focus score of all quarterbacks last week. So I mean, does he need to throw the ball deep down fifty yards every game? If he doesn't have to, then why should he? You know. Exactly. I think uh and, and you got to expect that Chase isn't going to be single covered pretty much the rest of the season. 
Yeah, and I want to bring that up real quick because I have noticed since that Baltimore game, he hasn't uh, accumulated more than 50 yards in a single game. So last going back to Jets game, 3 for 32, 6 for 49, 3 for 32, 3 for 39. So they're really like stopping him. You can kind of see that in their play design. They're doing a lot more. Like I think he had two screen passes um, in this game, or two screen completions, I should say. Uh, so they're they're trying to like, you know, mix him up and do a lot of things because before it seemed like a lot of his yardage came on the deep ball, which is fine. But if they're going to take that away, they they got to use him in other ways to um, move the ball. Yeah, and I think we did that really well in the Steelers game. We threw quite a few screens, um, and then almost picked, almost got picked on one, and then we kind of moved away from it. And I think that was perfect. Uh, play call there I um, thought I thought the execution on that because I saw that play that was just a really good execution on the Steelers part to just you know go after that ball well that's what happens when you run so many in a row um, yeah there's it, um, there's only you know they can key on it after a while they know it's coming and I'll say it again I think big success for our team is bringing back Frank Pollock um, yeah our offensive line has played pretty out of their minds considering where we were last year yeah it's it's a much better improvement um they i think after the bye they moved carmen uh out of the starting rotation and he would bring him in on certain design plays but other than that um they've been using akeem agenti in as uh the right guard and it's been working really well especially in the run game i feel like they're getting a lot of push um, on that side it seems like a lot of their big runs are coming that way it's it's hard to to say the offensive line is still performing poorly I mean I, I still see people complaining about it but I, I don't know I've seen a huge improvement um, throughout the season and I'm a lot less worried about the offensive line now yeah there, there's a lot less to be worried about I think they're playing about what you expect um Oh, they're overachieving in the run game, which I expected with Frank Pollard coming back. Yeah, um, you you actually called that. Out. I remember when that announcement came. You uh, you called that out and said this is going to be big for the run game. It's going to be great for Joe Mixon. And I was like, yeah, and then it was. <laughs> yeah, because I you know a lot of people don't know that the offensive line coach is the one that draws up all the run plays on the offense. You mean designs them, right? Like he's the play. He designs the run plays, not right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because like I know that I think the, I think Taylor does. Doesn't he still have? Doesn't he still call the offensive plays, or is that solely the offensive coordinator now? Uh, I I thought Taylor was calling all the plays, but yeah, or on the offense. Because that's at least. a that's a one thing I think people don't realize is that there's basically three facets of plays. There's, um, or I guess preparation of plays. There's, uh, play design. That's what comes up in in you know. Um, in the off season and during the week, they come up with you know they design plays and this is how it's going to be and this is how it's going to look when we run it. And then there's play calling and that's when you decide when to use it during the game. And then there's play execution. I think a lot of people get that mixed up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, especially when your head coach is the one calling calling the offense. I, I bet there's a lot of collaboration there on what plays actually get called. Yeah, I'm sure there's some discussion. I mean, I think I saw 
some behind the scene and not I guess not behind the scenes, but you know how they'll have like the footage of like NFL network and they'll show like the offensive coordinators up in the booth and they'll they'll talk about stuff. Yeah. Um I think they I think they kinda talk it over and be like, What are we gonna do? We we can do these plays and that's kinda how it gets desi- decided. And I'm sure that there's like I think I want to say there's a cheat sheet just for like when to go for two point conversions based on a calculation of how much time is left in the game versus how many points you're down by. Um, so I would figure that they have something similar to uh, play calling. Like, okay, it's it's this down in distance with this much time left, and this is how much is left in the game, and this is the margin of you know difference. So we're gonna call it X, Y, and Z, etc. Yeah, I remember one of the. For one of the games, the commentators were talking about how um, Zach Taylor has a uh, statistician up in the uh, up in the box. Statistician up in the booth. Yeah, uh, that's interesting because I heard that we were. I think I saw some article that said the we were one of the least statistical teams in the um, in the NFL. That is interesting. But I, Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they all have statisticians and they have fancy econometrics to um, come up with different things that decide X, Y, and Z, et cetera, et cetera. So, I'm, I'm, but there's probably a varying degree. Who knows how much it actually is? We'll never know. But you know. All right. Um, you were talking about run game. They've been killing it in the run game, especially in the last two weeks. Um, yeah. Um been feeding it to Mixon. He's been, you know, I think he's fourth in the league now, in rushing. Um, yeah, he's. The, I think he's kind of hovered around that top, top ten area, but now he's been up and. I think he. I think the first game, he was number one, and then he's still kind of floated around then. But yeah, he's been. I well, plus Derrick Henry's up there too, and he's done for the year. So yeah, he's out. Um, it looks yeah. like Mixon is third now, Ooh. behind Derrick Henry at second, which is yeah, pretty crazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think Jonathan Taylor is number one right now. He yeah. had a really good game, I think, two weeks ago. Five touchdowns. Um, yeah. So, assuming everybody's healthy throughout the end of the year, who knows how that's going to play out, but that would be cool to have another leading rusher again for the first time and who knows how long. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get ahead of Jonathan Taylor, but um, – He's definitely having a crazy year, so. Yeah, and you I, again, you called it. Um, it seems like they're doing a lot more outside runs too, like especially during that Steeler game, like a lot of stretch plays. And I listened to the game on the radio. I was coming back from Thanksgiving, so hearing Dan Horn kind of describe it, it seemed like they were just every time they'd run a uh, stretch play, they'd get you know at least four or five yards out of it, and then on top of that, um. um Completely forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy we haven't given up on the run and we're actually calling run plays often. Yeah, I that was the, the big right criticism that that you and I and a lot of other people had. Because early on he would he would give up on the run. Like, okay, it's down seven nothing, time to exclusively throw the ball. Yeah, and you're just you're not gonna win doing that. Because every you know, the yeah. defense is gonna know exactly what you're doing. Like, okay, they're throwing the ball, let's play you know, coverages and blitz them and we'll, we'll win that, you know, more times. And if you know what's coming, it's easier to, you know, prevent. Yeah. I think, uh, Zach Taylor has, has really settled down in his, uh, play call. 
He's gotten a lot better too. Um, it's just overall coaching decision, it seems. Uh, I I think that the roster is a lot more talented than it was when he took over, but at the same time, that only counts for so much. Yeah, I, I think you know guys are starting to develop. I, I still think we're um still a far way off from being you know a Super Bowl caliber team. I think we still need some pieces. The next three years are going to be crucial because those are the next three years on Burrow's contract. Obviously, all at post CBA from 2011, uh, all first round picks get a guaranteed four year, four years on their contract. And on top of that, they get the optional fifth year. So if you just assume that's already going to happen, they basically have, in terms of a cap space standpoint. Um, three years to kind of win a Super Bowl before they got to spend a bunch of money on Burrow. And obviously we talked about how contracts work. The The longer they go along, most of these contracts are backloaded. So they'll have a little bit of room the three or four years after that. But like, like it, it really all depends on what they can accomplish, you know, now before they have to worry about, you know, it, it, that's the whole like interesting thing about sports to me is uh, the game itself is very interesting, but like upper management and how they handle, you know, different teams handling different contracts and stuff like that. Like like Peyton Manning, how they basically like, you know, he had a good rookie contract, I guess, and they signed him long-term money and they kind of had to figure out, you know, how are we going to win a Super Bowl um, while paying all this money for just one player? So... That's something to, I know. I'm like way ahead of myself right now, but <laughs> I, I will. It's, it's just something to think about. I will say, I hope Ben does continue to play until next year because that is two guaranteed wins. Yeah, he just looks. He just looks terrible right now. He don't like. He don't look bad at playing. If this is really weird to say, but he looks good playing against other teams. Like I think he went like. He threw two picks in our game. He threw a pick in the game after, but now and those were his only interceptions on the whole year. Uh, and then he comes in here, and he throws another two. So, I don't know like, if you've actually watched his games, but they've been pretty bad. I mean, just from a statistical standpoint, you know, he's he's attempting forty plus passes and only getting like two hundred fifty yards. So that tells me he's throwing it short, and they're getting a lot of yards after the or getting a lot of yards after the catch kind of deal. Like he's I mean, that kind of seems like what they did against us. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you, I don't know if you heard anything about like the the Chargers game, um, but I watched it a little bit. Uh, they pretty much did nothing for the first three quarters, and Ben looked like freaking atrocious until the the fourth quarter when they ran uh, a bunch of two minute drill, you know possessions that makes sense i didn't watch that game um but just like eyeballing the statistics it's like okay completion percentage 63 is not too bad three touchdowns no interceptions that's not bad uh but i don't i don't know what the scoring was it looks like three stealer let's see okay they had a lot of scoring in the fourth quarter because they were at 13 ended on 37 so what is that 27 points in the, in the fourth quarter. So yep. It's, I think it's easier to throw on uh, two modern day defenses in two-minute drill than it has been before. 
Yeah, no, if he plays like if he plays like he did the last three games against us, that that's a, those are more guaranteed wins. I don't think he would come back. He he just looks so beat up and old. He does, and I was following the game thread on NFL, and pretty much all the Steelers fans were shit talking Ben, like ready to get him out of there. <laughs> Man, been there, done that. But again, I kind of hope he though. sticks around. <laughs> yeah. I I I kind of like they're kind of fucked without him though. Like their record without him is like atrocious. It's like like what our record was before Joe Burrow when we didn't have Dalton or Green. It was like terrible. Like that from 2011. Like whenever those two didn't play, we almost guaranteed loss. Um yeah, well they they still don't have their their quarterback to replace him and next year's draft doesn't look very good and you know, Mike Tomlin's play call is is starting to get stale. Yeah, there's a, it only lasts so long. I mean, it's like I think coaches have like, oh, this 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 mindset of this works, and then sometimes it doesn't. You know, if they don't adapt at all, like that was a big criticism on um, Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Like, yeah, they won a Super Bowl together, but the, he didn't adapt, so they didn't perform as well as they probably could have. Um, so that's why he left and has kind of received some criticism down in. Dallas. Although I think he's, they're having a better year this year because I think Prescott's a lot healthier, and I think they just had a better draft than the year before. Yeah. So okay, but going back to like uh, Ben, whatever his stupid face <laughs> is. Uh, I, I wanted to say something else, but I want to keep this PG. Uh, Mason Rudolph is garbage. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this, but like he is like utterly terrible. Like that's so rude. I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> like he doesn't have a great career record. His completion percentage is okay, but he's got a lot of turnovers and like this doesn't seem the way to go for that. I don't I don't think anybody's expecting him to be the the next main guy. Well, that'd be—I mean—be good for us because he sucks. Even though he beat us the one time, um, that's because they had played the Ryan Finley in one of his three games that wasn't very good. But whatever, I'm gonna—I'll get past that. We're done with the pass for right now. But like, yeah, if they keep him, it'd be great because they suck. Because he sucks. But like, I don't know what the—I don't really know the upcoming quarterback class other than our guy in Ritter because obviously he's a senior and I think Mel Kuyper put him at four that's pretty high <laughs> I, that's kind of that's that's, it's very high kind of shows how bad the QB class is though because Ritter's not that great I don't, don't think be he's mean to Desmond Ritter. hey he's not an NFL quarterback <laughs> don't be mean to Desmond Ritter dude he would get freaking destroyed in the NFL he needs to bulk up that's all I'm gonna say he needs to bulk up he needs to make reads quicker he needs to yeah, he's just not – he's not an NFL-ready quarterback. He, t- he would take some time. Why is it so freaking hard to find an article on this? Okay, this one – this is, this, this is just for? some schmucks. This is – I'm just looking for, like, just a just um, a draft class of quarterbacks from college. And it's like, okay, they have Ritter at 10. Um, that makes more sense. He played um, – uh, he he didn't have as good of games the last couple games, and th- I don't know. A lot of these people go up and down. I don't know if you ever noticed this, but like, like 
sports media can be really weird about how players perform. Like if you like Baker Mayfield's a great example. Like when Baker Mayfield wins and plays really well, they say he's like a top ten quarterback. And if he doesn't have a good game, they're like, does he need to be benched? Like within like a week. Well, they they um, love the drama. I know they got they got to muster up something. Um, okay, so if you go through like all of these, um, the, this like draft thing, all of them are from like small schools, like Western Michigan, Western Kentucky, regular Kentucky, Fresno State. <laughs> what did you say? Regular Liber- Kentucky. I said regular <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, because it was like East, West, North, uh, Nevada, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Or Pittsburgh and Ole Miss are pretty big, but other than that, like. You know, the top two are from big school programs, but a lot of times, the top. I don't know. Two? I feel like, I'll, yeah, the, the, the from that from this mock up they looked at. What? Uh, who's on the top two? Who does? Uh, top two were Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh and Matt Corral from Ole Miss, and those are those are bigger programs. Sam, like, Sam Howell's on North Carolina. He's doing really good. I think he's probably the best quarterback in the. In the in who the was field. the last quarterback to come out of North Carolina? I don't think he was very good. Whoever it was. Well, I, I think Sam Howell is going to be good. I'm just talking about like program size. Like, like Ole Miss is big because they're in the SEC, so by default they have to be big to compete with the other ones. Um, and Pittsburgh's probably Pittsburgh and North Carolina are probably on par with like, like UC with respect to like, you know, football program. They are in the ACC, but they're not like the like the bigger schools of the ACC. I want to do this one that's on CBS Sports, but I get a freaking ad block thing. that's like. This isn't even like okay. Now it's gone. Okay, now I feel like an idiot and I'm wasting time. Yeah, you're good. I have that. to cut all this out. Okay, so they have the they just just a general mock draft and they have, um, Coral going second to the Texans and then you got to go down forever for the next quarterback. <laughs> Literally, they're forever. not okay. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> yeah, well, number twelve is Pickett. Well, like twenty uh, twenty twenty draft, it was like, you know, uh, what four quarterbacks went in the first like six picks or something like that something there was like five quarterbacks taken in the first round as it was with last year um but those were all like on the top end like the first you know 10 or so like lottery picks where here it's like okay second picks a quarterback drop all the way down and then 12 and 13 are um quarterbacks and then I'm, i'm just scrolling through the rest and i don't see any more quarterbacks so yeah, it doesn't look like just from, you know, if the class was that strong, it would, it would be kind of like what it was the last two years, and there would be higher up on the um, – there would be more quarterbacks higher up. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just a, a weak field. Yeah, just not, not the year. But hopefully Pittsburgh doesn't get any of the good guys and they just kind of have to settle. Or hopefully don't sign anybody in free agency that's any good. Yeah, you know, I feel like getting a quarterback out of free agency is is becoming a, a thing of the past now. It's I feel like not a lot of quarterbacks have succeeded in their second team, but you know, unless you're like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, other people have struggled. Like Matt that like Matt Stafford has struggled, and that was a trade too, anyway. But yeah, um, like Drew Brees, they kind of took a chance on him, and he turned out well. But other than that, like. Most quarterbacks are homegrown. You don't get the John Kitten experience anymore where 
that's a throwback where like you know he comes in plays for a couple teams and then plays really well and gets a starting job and that's his for a couple years it's it's not like that anymore yeah it just seems like it's it's better to you know a lot of teams would rather draft their guy than pick someone up oh yeah um then they can kind of like weed out you know if you're if you're a quarterback from a different team you already have you know your idea of what should be done versus if you're a rookie you can kind of be like taught things and you know there's a lot of different things that go into that it's funny how how many quarterbacks aren't successful <laughs> and how everybody was touting like like the draft class that Joe Burrow was in everybody you know there was what five quarterbacks taken Burrow Herbert Tua Hurts uh, who was the other one uh, I sworn there was one more. I'm gonna have to look it up. Let's kill Tua, him. Burrow, Herbert. Yeah, so Burrow, Tua went fifth. Herbert went sixth. Okay, so that's three taken in the first six. Jordan Love too. Jordan Love. When was he taken? Sometime in the first. Why can't I find him on this list? Oh, here he is. Okay, there he is. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> and if you if you if you go back and look at them now, it's like, okay, Burrow's a stud, Herbert's a stud, Tua's a mixed bag, Hertz is a mixed bag, Jordan Love don't even play. So it's not look that from that alone, you know, a year and a half later, it you know, only two of them have seemed to work out like completely. Uh, I know that, like I said, Love doesn't play. They've talked about benching Hurts, and they've talked about trading Tua. So, you know, oh, I, can't all be that good. I think people are too yeah. reactionary to what what they have. Tua and Hurts haven't really played that bad. Uh, they just, they still no. Need I don't time. think they've. <laughs> I don't think they've played that bad either. But I'm not the one who makes these articles. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but Herbert, but man, like Herbert's franchise quarterback. He's a stud. For for Oregon, for a school that don't produce quarterbacks, produced a pretty good quarterback. And then obviously um, NFL, Burrow's going to be a quarterback. Burrow's yeah, going to be a franchise stud quarterback. Even though he Herbert's doesn't have the numbers that Herbert has, I think he's, you know, there's still something about him. Herbert also came into a much better scenario. Uh, we were coming off a two and fourteen year. Um, I don't remember what their record was that year, but I I mean they were six and we were one so that alone should tell you um yeah five and eleven with uh anthony lynn's there was their coach and that was oh he got fired i didn't know anthony lynn got fired <laughs> huh okay well he was their coach for a little bit longer well whatever anyway um yeah i think i think i do think their roster was a lot more put together than uh, what ours was in 2019. But either way, he's playing pretty well. Which, by the way, we should bring this up. We're actually going to that game next week, or this week. <laughs> it is technically next week, death. but yeah. It's the next week for the football game, but I always think I'm I'm weird with Sundays. I think Sundays, I don't know, I look at the calendar like the Europeans do, not how Americans do. <laughs> yeah, which is really weird. But okay, but going back to quarterbacks, like this year, it's like, okay, Trevor Lawrence, 
a mixed bag. Zach Wilson hasn't looked so good. Trey Lance doesn't play. Um, Justin Fields has looked awful. Mac Jones is, like, pretty good. So, again, like, this is, like, everyone thought this was going to be great, and now it seems like there's, like, one or two, like, locks. Right. In term, like, I don't know. Like, I know you just said that it's not over, and it definitely isn't. Like, these people got plenty of time to improve and get better, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think with quarterbacks it takes time. It definitely takes three years to really find your groove, and that's like I, I've noticed that, and I've also seen other people in football talk about, like, you really need three years to – I guess find their groove. That may be a quote from a coach or something, <laughs> but I mean it's true. Like Carson Palmer, his third year, he set set all those Bengals records. Andy Dalton's third year set, spent all uh, sent all his or set a bunch of Bengals records. Uh, they all both of those times they won the division. Um, Patrick Mahomes, his third year they won the Super Bowl. Well, Patrick so Mahomes it's definitely is like a different third years, uh, different breed. Yeah, no, it's not fair to compare Palmer. Well, I guess you can – I think you can compare Palmer in terms of, like, expectations. Did you see freaking Mahomes' first year starting? No. <laughs> I remember his first year starting. He threw 50 touchdowns. And I'm like, how the – who the fuck is this guy? You can just come in and throw 50 touchdowns. Yeah, even, even in a down year like this year for him, he's still freaking playing out of his mind, so – yeah, I think he I think he threw a lot of interceptions earlier in the year, but other than that, not too bad. All right, we kind of talked a lot. Nick, is there anything that you would like to talk about? Um, yeah, I'd like to talk about if you think we'll make the playoffs and where we'll be. Well, let's talk about that because the schedule ahead is very interesting. They have six games left. And tough four of them are at home. It's tough. Uh, well, I think now it looked a lot more brutal earlier in the year. Now things are kind of falling into place. So, I mean, if we go game by game, the Chargers is almost a coin flip. I feel like we could win that one. We could lose that one. Um, because they're, I think, uh, uh, what's their record this year? Six and five. Yeah, they're one win below us so they're on the same you know plane of quality so i think that one i mean we have the advantage of being at home and it hopefully it'll be cold this time <laughs> and the, the, uh, those la people can't come in here and, and get all warmed up in the cold i remember how much they overplayed that i don't want to talk about <laughs> and it. then it <laughs> affected nothing like well no it didn't affect anything because it was 50 degrees at that game i was at that game it was 50 degrees i'm like oh this is this is this is pretty temperate. This will have no impact on the game. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Okay, anyway. Uh, then they have the 49ers. Um, I think they're improving, but they're at ho- we do have the home field advantage on that one. I think that's still going to be a tougher one. Their defense is pretty decent. Okay. I still think they're uh, that, that one's winnable. Uh, then they have the Broncos. That one got flexed to a four o'clock game. That, that one's going to oh, be tough. Or, sorry, the the week before, uh, San Francisco got flexed to a four o'clock game, but I think the Broncos will be tough because it's at the Broncos. I don't think their team is very good. Though. They have a good like, defense, though. They got a good defense. Well, I, they have a good defense, but like, I mean, they're the same record as the Chargers, but 
like they've had. They, I mean, they started three and zero, and then they ha- they lost four in a row, and then they won two, and yeah, they lost to the Eagles, but they be- de- be- de- they beat the Cowboys, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at their their average point per game on their defense, and it it's you know I think that's gonna third be in the tough. league is pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, a- and the fact that that one is on the road makes it more difficult. My my only hope uh, is that that you know they're they're better they're better against the pass on in defense and the run, and if we can stick mm-hmm. to our run game, I think we'll have success there. Yeah, if we can really gouge them out and not have to throw it as much. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Um, and if you remember 2014, we basically did that. We just said, okay, Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard, we're going to run the ball a lot. We have, like, no wide receivers or, you know, it was just A.J. Green. You guys are going to have to carry a lot. And you can win ball games doing that. Um, okay, so after that, then they have the two – I think the two toughest games are home for Baltimore and then home for the Chiefs. Whatever I- their records will be. It's going to be tough. I've changed my opinion on the Chiefs, actually. You've changed your opinion their, on the Chiefs. Their defense is is just awful. <laughs> their defense I've is very, them. very their, bad. Their defense is trash. I think we're going to be able to put up a lot of points on them. Um, I think that one's going to be a shootout. I hope it's going to be a shootout. That'll be a fun one to, to watch as a shootout. I'm going to that game, too. I got tickets for that one. Um, but that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, wow, I didn't realize the Chiefs were, are still seven and four with how much shit that everyone's been talking on them. They, They're yeah, still seven and shit. four. <laughs> yep. Um, I guess it's fair. Everyone's talking shit about us, and we're also seven and four. It's a weird year for football. It's like this is what uh, everyone's wanted. Everyone wants a little, little challenge here instead of the typical teams going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice change of pace. It's just the only thing that uh, – not complaining, but, like, um, nothing's safe. Like, oh, I think, oh, we're going to go in and beat the Jets. That should be, you know, no problem. But <laughs> then we don't, you know. And then and then the Titans are the number one team in the uh, AFC, and they lose to the Texans. So it's like – I just think that it's it, – there's just not – no certainties right now. fucking you know? Jets. That game pisses me off. It's all—it's always those fucking new quarterbacks that. Yeah. Whatever. It's funny because after that, nobody—you know—that was the first game that he played in, I think, ever. It was his first career start for sure, and you know he lit us up. But then everybody got film on him. That was part of the thing too. Is that sometimes you can get away with a win with a first-time quarterback because nobody has film on them. Because, you know, oh, let me go back. Let me get that college tape from 2017. Okay, well, well that's not going to show a whole lot. You know, give me, what, what do we have in the preseason? Oh, six series? That's not a whole lot to go off of. Whatever. We just played him like trash. Our, our fucking defensive coordinator is still a, a moron, in my opinion, but <laughs> whatever. Oh, man. Maybe one day we'll get a full, like, rant, how I go on my rants, and you bitch about Lou Amarulo. Dude, I, I just hate him. I wish we still had fucking what's his name Mike, Mike Zimmer. Zimmer he's my favorite yeah, D coordinator nice. ever dude was incredible he's the best he really is I mean I'm sure his job's gonna be opening up soon I I'm, I don't know how long he's gonna stay in Minnesota I wonder how long he's gonna keep coaching honestly he's pretty old who knows he's, he's pretty yeah he's getting up there and he just he's had a tough time it seems like yeah. 
They, his I girlfriend. Mean, it's like Minnesota, dude, he, he's got a young girlfriend, so who knows? That that was out of left field, but okay. You didn't see <laughs> you didn't see those storylines about him and his like. I know I didn't see any of Instagram that. Instagram model girlfriend or something like that. I don't believe you. Mike Zimmer has got an Instagram model for a girlfriend. He's like sixty five years old. Look it up. Oh, he's got a Ma- what, Maxim cover girlfriend. Well, remember his wife passed away. When he when he was our uh, in two thousand nine. Yeah, she's thirty eight and she's a Maxim cover model. Who? What's her name? Katrina something. Katrina Elizabeth. Okay. I don't. I I, I just find it hard to believe a sixty five year old football coach would be dating. Uh, at any age, would be dating a head football coach. Wow. Look it up, dude's got game. Very interesting. I guess so. I mean, I don't know how much money he makes, but I don't know, man. Mike Zimmer's a beast. What can I say? <laughs> uh, you see, I'm not saying anything. Oh, man. Wild stuff. Hey, it's whatever. It's the world we live in. I'm, I don't know. So I think I think we're going to make the playoffs. Um, and then anything, you know, who knows what happens in the playoffs. It, it could be wild. We could go all okay. the way. We could lose in the first round. I hope we at least win. Uh, I hope at least one card. game so people shut the fuck up about it. I f- feel about it every time, oh, they haven't won the game since 1990. Ah, go fuck yourself. I'm tired of hearing about it. Because, well, when, yeah, when we win a playoff game, then you have nothing to talk about then. That was my rant. It was short and it was sweet. Well, after that, then they'll go back to we've never won a Super Bowl. So, Whatever. Oh, so many teams haven't. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Fuck it. <laughs> Nick, is there anything else you want to talk no, about? No, I'm good now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you got me all riled up. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you guys have a good rest of your day. If you liked what you heard and our rants and stuff, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Or email us and tell us that we're awful. Either way. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much for listening. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye.